coming up this week. Thanks to a surprise update to Star Tours, we now know the name of the planet at the galaxy's edge. Craft beer and burgers are coming to downtown Disney, and a series of Disneyland After Dark events premiere next year. Plus later, Michael shares the history of Haunted Mansion Holiday. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Design Plug Disneyland Edition, episode 725, for the week of November 19th, 2017. The Design Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mata-Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony Spatel. Hello. Hello, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving week. Hope everyone has lots of restful plans this week. <laughs> well, we have lots what? of plans. Lots of plans. Yeah, no, yeah just, that's it pretty much it. Try. It was worth a try. Uh, so I am actually, if my sound sounds weird, I am actually in Buena Park. Uh, hit up Knott's Berry Farm today. A little bit of Disneyland yesterday. Where are you at this weekend, Tony? I am in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. Wow. Woo! Okay. Yes, because I'm going right? to visit. Yes, I'm going to visit okay. my um, brother and family in Columbus, Ohio, oh, and Andrew nice. and I are visiting the University of Michigan tomorrow. Nice. Nice. But since you opened up and asked where I was, yes. you know what else is with me? No, I what? don't. There's no Do you remember? Yes, the orchata fudge that we. Um, <laughs> yes, and so I was thinking since it's still here in my backpack, I think, and we talked about how long it's going to take, and so rich. Mm-hmm. I think each show, I'm going to take a bite, and nice. we're going to continue see how yes, far so. long this orchata fudge is going to go. So through I'm about to pull through, an ante through, through and take a bite, probably live on the air of the orchata fudge. I hope it's still okay. Uh-huh. It seems to last. All right. <laughs> Bite nice. number good. Okay. one. Nice. Yeah, still good. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so uh, I went to, to uh, Knott's today with Tyler and, and Katrina. Um, I, I, spent, I was there maybe five hours, and we did we did a few things. But it's it's so much fun over there for Christmas time. I, I know Mary Jo loves it over there for the, for the crafts fair, but... I was talking uh, with the Mixler folks before the show that it is crazy how much Christmas entertainment they have going on at Knott's Berry Farm. I mean, Disneyland has the big, the, the big fireworks and the parades, but the minor entertainment that um, Knott's has is crazy. All the stage shows get a Christmas overlay, basically. So Merry Christmas Snoopy is the, is the ice show in the Charles M. Schultz Theater. Uh, there's a Christmas overlay in the saloon. Uh, the Birdcage Theater has the Gift of the Magi and uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, the stage in Camp Snoopy has a special uh, Christmas Christmas show. Actually, we 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 got to see. We were able to see. I mean, there's way too much to see, but we saw the we saw the the, the ice show and we saw uh, Peanuts Guide to Christmas, which is the one in the Camp Snoopy Theater, which is really cute. Um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, the, 
Uh, let's say I said the saloon. Um, it's the merriest Christmas show ever. Charlie Brown. That's on the Calico Mine stage. That's on the big stage there by the railroad tracks. Every evening they do the the tree lighting ceremony. Uh, they have snow in in Ghost Town at night. So were you there when they, so you got to see that the snow with the I did with not. the lights I, I, and everything. I came, I came back to get ready for the show. So it's so pretty. Yeah, I'm sure. But I saw the Penis were- Guide to Christmas and I saw the the ice show, um, which is a classic. Uh, and then we had we had some treats there because like the the barn ha- is where Santa is. They have just like they do for all all the other. Um, annual events they have a bunch of different booths in inside there um they had some holiday tamales they had milk and cookies uh they had uh roasted nuts they had uh, a crepe station that was making uh boysenberry hazelnut crepes um they were making fresh kettle corn Ah, what else was in there Uh, you know you get hot chocolate, hot cocoa and all kinds of things. They had the booth outside with the, with where you could get uh, wine samples or the boysenberry beer or, you know, different things like that. So lots of, lots of fun things going on at knots. Um, plus, like I said, all of those shows, the decorations around the park. So it's, it's worth going over there for, for Christmas. But again, like I said, there's there's so many shows going on. There's no way you could could see it all in one day, which is good for the Knott's annual pass holders. So this would be the one time of the year that, because usually Knott's to me is like a three quarter day park, right? Unless unless it's really crowded during mm-hmm. the the high peak right. times. Right. So you're saying that during the holidays, um, it's two days because want- of everything. Okay, so the Christmas show, I say the this ice show shows three times a day, one thirty, three thirty, five thirty. The the Calico Mine stage show, which is or the the merriest Christmas show on the Calico Mine stage, is in the evening, six thirty, eight thirty. Um, let's see the Calic the Calic the saloon shows like five times a day. Um, the Birdcage has five shows during the day. Yeah, there's no to be able to do that plus actually ride any attractions and, you know, and, and go shopping in the, in the, in the village. And yeah, it would be, it would be um, hard to get it all done. So that's you one of the things I the, think people... get the annual pass. Yeah. There you go. Oh, we could say the one of the things. Oh, I was going to say that one of the things is that not truly is a family theme park mm-hmm. because there's so much there yeah. for, uh, you have, uh, you know, the the rides for the younger children. You have shows right. for the whole family. Yeah. There's so many details. And mm-hmm. it's not to the level of Disney, but it's a different vibe. Right. Um, they have that little, like, museum that I have talked about before in Ghost Town. And mm-hmm. there's just lots of things for people to just take in and, and see and yeah. see a little bit of Americana at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And, then, and, of course, in the... In the, in the um the stable they have a, they have a, cow, a horse in there and, and a donkey in there um so i was gonna say oh um the, I, the ice show was good it's just a little long for kids it's like over a half hour um but and and I, I don't know the kids are getting will get a lot out of it except that it's snoopy 
but then they had the Peanuts Guide to Christmas, which is like uh, in, on the little stage in, in Camp Snoopy. And that, I liked that kind of better because it was just silly. Um, and, you know, they did a, a version of, of uh, 12 Days of Christmas. And when anytime you you, you um, do a, the send up of, of 12 Days of Christmas, it, it makes me laugh. So, <laughs> But it had, um, it had Linus, Lucy, Charlie Brown and Sally. And then at the very end, um, Snoopy comes out. And of course, on, on the ice show, Snoopy Snoopy skates, but everybody else just talks, interspersed with lots of ice skating. It was a different cast this year. The the there's one um, couple that's always in the in the show, an older gentleman, oh, and you know who I'm talking about. The, they're the, so the, good, the, the yep. stunt dancers. Yep. Yeah, and they weren't in the yeah. show this year, so it was it was a new couple. Really, you brought that yeah. up to say that they weren't there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Break her heart. Okay, I know, my bad. Um, you know that great to... couple that do such a good show. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not, not there this year. year. Yeah, whole new cast. Um, speaking of not there this year, and I'm I'm probably going to get flack for talking about this, but my my Christmas my my Christmas fantasy my a Christmas fantasy parade at Disneyland Park mm-hmm. now through January seventh. Um, you know how at the very end of the parade. After Santa, there's a couple young ladies holding the rope or the banner, yeah, yeah, behind to keep the crowd back. Mm -hmm. And it's usually these nice, I I call them Santa's rockets. They weren't there; they were elves. I always I I thought they've been elves for a while, haven't they? Really? I don't know. Maybe not. I always thought of them as elves. No, they weren't. No, no, because they were in like. Normally they're See, in this bur- burgundy short skirt, fluffy Santa looking outfit, Mrs. Claus that really isn't Mrs. Claus. Um, anyway, okay, hmm. so maybe maybe it's just me. It is. <clears throat> no, I'm I'm sure that, that I will get I will get I will get backed up in 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 chat. So, uh, let's yeah. see what else is in house. Now I have to look at last. <laughs> Yeah, you have to look at last year's video. Um, uh, one other housekeeping thing on my end, uh, Riverbell Terrace had been scheduled to open this weekend. It looks like it got bumped because now the, the refurbishment schedule shows it opening on November 21st. So Tuesday, I guess. So we will, we'll keep an eye on that and see if, if the menus changed or anything like that. Um, <laughs> sorry, I can't look at chat. Um, <laughs> Anything else going on in housekeeping? I do. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Mary Or do you want to go, Michael? No, no, no you go, go ahead. Good. Good, Mary Okay. So um, they had a preview of the new Pixar movie Coco this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go um, to it. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away. What I'm going to say that it's. I think had a different vibe than other Pixar animated features. Okay. I didn't know what to expect and, but I love the movie. It, I thought it had such a good storyline. It was poignant. Um, of uh, me being Mexican American descent or, uh, Mexican descent, the, mm-hmm. it, it really touched me, but Dina was, she, she was sitting right next to me and Luella went also. And 
Both of them really enjoyed it. Luella's uh, younger son also really loved it. And the man sitting next to me was crying. So, um, well, he was sniffling. He wasn't crying. But he was, it's truly um, a good movie. And like I said, it's poignant. But at the same time, there's a lot of funny parts in it. There's going to be some parents who are a little bit um, leery because of the skeletons. And they think that their children might be frightened. Luella's son is quite young, and she had the same concerns. I believe we were talking about that before the movie, and her son loved the movie. So the skeletons are not scary in any way. Um, they're family members, and the way they bring it to you is is a little humorous, but it's not making them ridiculous. So I think that it would be fine for the younger children um, to to watch it. Keep in mind, it is a PG rated movie because of the content and I'm not going to say anything more about that I think it I think it was fine I, I truly love the movie and we're going to go see it again because they didn't show the Olaf's uh, Frozen Adventure short and we want to oh, see that no. so yeah well they didn't have it in the preview <clears throat> so we're going to go see it with, with everybody else on Friday so it's it's a movie that I don't always see movies more than once but this one right. is has enough um enough details and everything in it that I want to see it again. And I really love how each time they do a new Pixar movie, they build on the skills from that because Pixar is always developing new techniques in their films. And I, I just love how they build on that and the depth um, and, and the beauty of the animation is just, Uh it's really enjoyable. So I recommend, I do recommend the movie uh, for people. I think you'll enjoy it. And I, I know that there's a couple of Easter eggs in it. Don't look for them. I don't read. Oh, here's my other thing. Don't read any reviews before you go. Let yourself be. Um, let yourself enjoy the movie before you read any of the reviews. I just want to say that I don't want to even give any hints or anything because people start trying to mm-hmm. figure figure it out, and I don't want it. I. It was after after the movie comes out. I'll I'll uh, explain some of the the reactions and that I'll just think that, that um also um it was Mickey's birthday on Saturday oh, yeah. right I saw yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of celebrations so I was at the park and um thanks to Leslie and and Dina I have an extra Mickey's birthday button that I will be happy to give away to any of our listeners who um no, Tom came other, up with this one question. of them well <laughs> Any listener has the opportunity to get a button okay, by, okay. by writing to dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. Tell me, we all know Mickey's birthday was on Saturday. What about Minnie's birthday? When's her birthday? If you don't email, answer, Don't answer in the chat room. Yeah, don't answer in the chat room. And Michael, shh. <laughs> I didn't say a word. Because <laughs> you know all the details. So anyway, so send us, send us that... Uh, that and I will randomly pick somebody and send you that birthday button. It does say 2017. He's 89 this year. So um, there we go. Speaking of the chat room, hello to our friends that are listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen and chat live every Sunday evening, head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, and get silly with the rest of the folks in Mixler. Um I don't think anybody has this a rapid fire, but uh, talking about the Olaf Olaf featurette. Um, if you're in the parks, probably this week or, and next, 
and head to uh, Frozen Life at the Herperion. They're doing like a little sneak peek of the Olaf Frozen adventure before the Frozen show. So you can catch a little a little hint of it before you before you sing Let It Go really, really loudly at the top of your lungs. <laughs> hey, you know what else people can do while they're they're typing in their mixler? They can wear some of our brand new shirt styles of Disneyland edition shirts that are on T-Public. We've got new ones. Yeah, there's hoodies now and long sleeves. Um, The hoodies and long sleeves are only available in uh, black, but they still have our Disneyland edition logo on it. Nice. Um, And I ordered one yesterday. Uh, are they are they were having a sale recently is that sale still going on uh i'm not sure it was going on last night and it kept telling Uh, me four oh yeah it's gonna end in four hours according to the so oh you know what it said that last night too oh really okay it did i wonder if they're doing that going out of business going out of business no we're looking (laughs) at business they wouldn't they would never do that (laughs) you never know but yeah there's a bunch of a whole bunch of new stuff there's even pillow covers or pillows and mm-hmm. tote bags and you know reusable tote bags and um even a banner even like a, a wall tapestry Ooh, i like that hoodie. i know i was just thinking we could do it for get it for whenever we tony do, uh, tony long sleeve long sleeve t-shirts i know, I know. i'm trying to find there's them right now different styles of long hoodies too there's a lightweight actually there's four different styles of hoodie oh they got there's the lightweight, lightweight one too hoodie. Um, a, a regular normal weight hoodie, and then there's a zipper mm-hmm. and a lightweight zipper, I think. Oh my! Okay, they have, the, they have all the waiting. same for connecting with Walt too. I'm just saying. Nice, thank you, Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the diz should get you there. Um, they do uh, have a well. green long sleeve sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. T sweatshirt or t shirt? A uh, sweatshirt. Okay. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. It does say long sleeve T-shirt on it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I did see the long sleeve T-shirt in green. I like this. I like the hoodies though. I bought the black lightweight hoodie. Hmm. All right, Michael. You had some housekeeping. I do. Uh, Well, I'll leverage a bit off of what Mary Jo had to say. I have. I bought the soundtrack a while back to Coco. I love the music. And, uh, but there's a, a children's book that came out. Uh, the Pixar artists for the last few years now, they've been doing a series of children's books of all different types. I bought mm-hmm. several for my granddaughter. And the latest that just came out is, it's almost like a prequel to Coco. It's inspired by the film Coco. And it's called Miguel and the Grand Harmony. I picked it up at the Walt Disney Family Museum. It's written by Newbery Medal winner Matt De La Pena. And it's illustrated by Ana Ramirez, who is a Pixar um, artist. And she worked on the film as well. This is incredibly beautifully illustrated but it talks about the grand harmony it's basically how music connects everything together and it and it it really goes through how um how music is just going through the town and it's connecting this town that miguel lives in and it gets into basically how uh, you know miguel's love for music and how the grand harmony uh leads him to dis- to finding his guitar 
the guitar that he makes his own. And then, and then it goes from there. And so I'm not going to give too much away. It's just a, a tale of a boy finding music and music finding him. And then, and then basically the film starts, you know, where the book leaves off. So I would say this is a beautiful, beautiful book. And I, so I recommend if you have a, someone in your life, a young person that enjoys books that are, um, you know, that are vivid, bright colors, color illustrations that, especially if they see the film and really like it, this might make a very nice, um, holiday gift. And it's nice. called Miguel and the Grand Harmony. Anyway, and so, um, so take a look for that. That's really nice. And you might mention my other item, you might mention, or you might remember, I, I talked about at stage nine, which is the entertainment store in Old Sacramento, um, up here in, um, you know, in Sacramento. And they had a <laughs> Margaret Carey event. And, uh, Carol and I went to it. And I went in thinking, oh, you know, it's just going to be the same old, same old Margaret Carey telling her story. So first of all, uh, I've got to hand it to her. She is a delight. I think she's 88 years old. Wow. And she is a spitfire and sharp as a tack. And she, you have to hand it to her. She greeted everyone at the door. Who came in, and uh, and there there was there there were food, and then it was um you know you you either had unlimited drinks or unlimited soda depending upon which ticket you bought, and there were little odervy things. Well, and there was which did she have? Um, I think she had water. I didn't see okay. her drinking much of anything. And then, oh, I'm thinking um, Bob Gurr. I'm sorry. He which he's coming, and then <laughs> and then um. And, and, you know, you had opportunity to buy artwork and her book and things like that. And I bought, I already had her book. I bought uh, a picture of her in, in, as she was um, acting out Tinkerbell. And so I got her to autograph that. But she told stories. I've seen her speak maybe half a dozen times. She told stories I had never heard before, all about her very, very early days, you know, with the Hour Gang. I had no idea she she was adopted. I'd learned that from the book. Oh, wow. She a, yeah, she was adopted and she was three years old after her mother passed away. Um, and, and all her, you know, brothers and all that, they were all separated. And, 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 and she went through like six name changes as a result of the adoption and then being in films and marriage and all that. But, uh, so she, she talked about her career and about, you know, how, uh, meeting, you know, Walt Disney and, and as he, he tried to get her to say the first name, and it was the same this kind of story I related to, and uh, I could relate to, you know, he didn't, he, and she was raised where you didn't address people by their first names. You, it was Mr. Or Miss or Mrs. And so she would just avoid calling him by his name. And I told her, you know, I did the same thing <laughs> when I, when the few times I met him, because I, I just couldn't call him Uncle Walt. And, and so, but she, uh, she went on and she just talked about, um, you know, after with her different careers, after the, she went in with some of the other people that did the voices for the mermaids in Peter Pan, uh -huh. she, she, they decided, you know, this is a whole lot easier to do than having to get in makeup and wardrobe and memorizing your lines. And you don't have to be in until one o'clock to do voiceovers because by that time your voice is, you know, you, you've used it and it's fully, um, you know, it's full. So she did voiceover work 
for decades and she still does it she she just finished a gig in las vegas doing some voiceover work and oh, she's wow. going to do more and she she talked about how she does like 21 dialects and then one one of the coolest things was she told some jokes using different dialects and she explained you don't have to get the dialect exact so long as you are just close close enough to it and then people at least understand you know which one you are but she did a reading from peter pan doing peter's voice wendy's voice and then a narrator's voice all in different dialects <laughs> and if you closed your eyes you would think it was three different people doing it but the coolest thing she talked about meeting mark uh, mark davis and how wonderful he was and um but she uh she acted out her um she she practiced a pantomime that you should that she had to do as her audition and it was it was like a boy waking up making his making um breakfast she completely did it for us that hmm. pantomime and you could see how she got the role of Pete, of Tinkerbell you know being the 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 you know sort of the role the body model for her and all that because she was just she she was hilarious and she had the movements down and um it was so clever and the facial expressions um it, it, she was remarkable and uh, and so but what she also said was what you know in other movie studios like Columbia and MGM um you you know you didn't talk to studio heads you didn't even see the studio heads uh, but you just didn't talk to people people weren't helpful and at the Walt Disney Studio it is so different she said you know when they were doing some of their work and then she was acting things out and then the animators were there like uh, Mark Davis was there sketching um you know Walt was doing something with Buddy Ebsen over to the side which i think must have been the little man project um, for their, as they were working on audio animatronics. But then Walt comes over and is chatting and all that. And he just chats with her. And she said it was just so down to earth and friendly and warm. And she's, she just couldn't believe it because that was never her experience working in a studio. And when she was at the studio, she didn't know where to go. She would just ask somebody and they say, Oh, here, I'll just take you over there. She said that, that, is something that never happened in any other studio. And she says it still happens. She was at the studio a week or two ago and John Lasseter was just walking because she said people walk at the Walt Disney studio. She says in other studios, they drive, but she said there at the Walt Disney studio, they just walk from place to place. So she just started chatting with John Lasseter as he walked with her. And she <laughs> said, so that atmosphere that Walt created is still there. Nice. And, um, Anyway, she was an absolute delight. And then she and I talked for a little while afterwards when we, you know, were doing the autograph session and all that. But, um, definitely it, it was a terrific experience. And she has a way of really making you feel when she talks to you, like you are the most important person there. Mm -hmm. And, and that, and, and you feel like, um, you know, like, like she came there to that event just so, so that she could talk to you. I mean, it's a remarkable ability that I'm sure she picked up, you know, as an actress. She made reference to, you know, what we're seeing in the film industry now as, um, you know, now we're finding out how, you know, people in power in the studios have taken advantage, you know, of people. Just you all know what I'm getting at. Yeah. And she said that was, you know, she was 
she's still a beautiful woman. And, but she, you know, she was lovely. I mean, when you see her photos of when she was young, she said, first of all, none of that happened at the, um, at the Disney studios. Absolutely none of it. And, um, but she said, um, she, she had some of that experience at the other studios and which is why she, um, just sort of walked away. Uh, that's why she started to do voiceover work and things like that, just to get out of that, um, to, just to get out of that. Uh-huh. And she said the other person that was really wonderful that she said had a personality closer to Walt Disney was Andy Griffith because he had, he, because she was on the Andy Griffith show. She played several different roles over the years. And she, uh, she said that he was very warm and friendly and he, he would also act direct he was the producer and um but she said he was someone that was a very easily approachable it's a very warm friendly set and um she enjoyed working for him so it was a it was a just a really great event so um i'll talk about more events that are coming up in my rapid fire but really recommend if people can go to these that they do very cool thank you michael you're welcome anybody else have any housekeeping all right Let's go over to Tony with the news. Well, if you go on Star Tours now, Mm -hmm. you can journey to the new planet in the Star Wars universe. And it is called, Tom, I know you seem to be really excited about it, so you can say the name. Uh, Or you can't. No, we'll explore scenes of Crate. Oh, okay. Now that, oh yeah, that's in the new movie. Well... That's okay, what I'm sorry. reading. Okay, so you ahead. can add the extra stuff. <laughs> okay, so, so good. Um, I'll let you finish. So yeah, just you know, reading from what you told me to. Mm-hmm. I know I'm really not taking. I'm even passive aggressive here. So, anyways, <laughs> um, a uh, you're just being true to yourself. <laughs> wow, that might have been the worst slam I've ever gotten from Michael. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> really? I'm, I, I'm, I'm I know I'm just no I'm just <laughs> I'm I was just trying to keep it going. Anyways. But I'm thankful for all of you on the show. Okay, so Aww. starting, yeah, that no, not really. I was just me trying to get out of the fact that I, yes. I don't think I'm reading the right article. Anyways, um, a remote uncharted planet that is expected to be heavily featured in the upcoming Star Wars Last Jedi movie. And it will bring guests, or it's now bringing guests in the middle of an epic battle. And that's all I have. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I, I sent Tony the wrong article. So not only is there a new, they basically everything in, okay, close your ears for two minutes. If you don't want to hear all of this about the new star tours, everything is new in star tours. Uh, And right now it's locked down basically to one. um, Well, actually let let me almost, almost everything is new. It's locked down to one, one adventure. So you start with a new, close your ears a new um, scene featuring Kylo Ren. Uh, then you go to um, the, the scene that was added for um, the previous uh, star star Wars movie. Um, it's a Jakku. It's the one with the, where you're flying with the millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the projection, which is BB eight. And then you go to crate, which is the new, uh, thing from, oh, you don't get, okay. So there are a couple, a couple different options, but anyway, um, you go to crate, which is in the new last Jedi, 
then close your ears. Um, you land in a new planet called Batu, which looks very, very similar to the land that they're building behind Frontierland called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Huh. Huh. So you land so- in you land in, in basically the, the planet that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is, is based on. Um and C3PO gives the worst plug ever, saying, Oh, we're lent it's Batu. Um looks like it's the beginning of many new adventures. I I, I kinda like yeah. that though. So I that's how know. they're connecting it. Yeah. Now is yeah. there mayhem and all that that takes you to but, but no, back to that that part is just the very end of the of the Right, but you know how there's yeah. always something that goes terribly wrong, or you're attacked, or you're... no, you don't. No, you just land. So then, what's land. what's sort of the purpose of the attraction? No, I mean, like the the crate one is is uh, is an actual is is the the main is one of the main events. Yeah, the the with, with lots of movement, but and then after that, then you and the land in Batu. Oh, okay. So that's just okay. the very very end. Instead of landing in the generalized <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ship cargo area or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, and that all started on Friday in Disneyland and um, uh, Hollywood Studios. So, hmm. yep, yep, yep. So, the, so it looks like, um, looks like some of, okay, so Dina in the chat room is saying that um, the, there's a couple different openings and different transmissions but the other stuff is is the same all right thank you tony sorry no i it was probably me my fault so we now know that something new is coming to downtown disney and it is (laughs) besides a wrecking ball yeah known for its award-winning burgers and signature trademarked crazy shake milkshakes black tap craft burgers and beer is going to open its first location Next year, it's creating a customized concept for the downtown Disney district location, which will feature indoor and outdoor seating. The burger and beer joint will be set in a casual atmosphere reminiscent of a classic American luncheonette with a distinctly New York vibe. Because if it, there's anything that downtown Disneyland needs, it's a it's New, York New York vibe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Black Caps menu uh, has things such as the cotton candy shake, the Bam Bam shake. Um, I actually went on. While I should have been looking for the other article, I went ahead and looked at the website of Black Tap to see what they offered. And they're in trendy New York. Like, I don't know anything about trendy New York, but I know like Soho and that was listed. So it's totally like that. If you go to their website, Um, looks like their burgers. I have it says their most popular items, the Texan burger, all American burger are $17, $15. so and that's in New York, so I'm assuming it will be similar. Uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah. Um, their craft burgers, the All American Burger 15, the Mexico City Burger with pickled jalapenos, chipotle mayo, crispy onion ring, um, 18, 19, 16 dollars. Their shakes, which are supposed to be their things that are over the top. Here it says they're eight dollars, and if you look at some of the pictures, they're pretty. They're amazing. really wild. So really obviously wild. it's. It's remember we had had a discussion back before when we did the show about downtown Disney and what they need. 
And I kind of kept pushing for like family kind of stuff. Yeah. And this doesn't look like this is your family's burger place. So. No. <laughs> I don't know, but you did talk about that you wanted more of a burger place. Like, yeah. And in- I mean, this is comparable to I deluxe burger. I, yeah, I, I know. So. I agreed. I'm the website. You're just never like- happy. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. yes, you. Yes, that's true. Secondly, it seemed to be very millennial. And I'm getting old. So if you go to their website and I went like, okay, everything's got to be like, I like deluxe burgers because it was family nicer burgers versus, but whatever, I'll give Wait, deluxe burgers is alcoholic milkshakes. Yes. I was going to say that's a. Forget it. I'm done. I'm off the show. Obviously, (laughs) I have no basis for anything. (laughs) No, you're right. They could have just put a counter in there if they wanted that. I've never partaken in any of those. Those All right, so I think you were reading from the Parks blog, which said it was across from Catal, but they 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 kind of avoided the the topic of where exactly it is, and of course we know that Ride Makers and Build a Bear and um, that new dress shop are all slated for destruction. So uh, I I can't imagine it taking the whole space. But we'll see. We'll see very soon. Wait, I just saw there's wings. Oh, wait, black tap. Wait, I got all excited. Spicy Korean barbecue and buttermilk dill. I don't need fancy wings. But <laughs> Ooh, buttermilk oh, have, dill oh, wings? That's there was something really else good. that they had, which I thought was interesting, was they have burger salads, which oh. I don't understand, but it has a prime burger then, like, okay. lettuce, tomato, cheese, cucumber, pickle, scallions, that's, bacon, special that's sauce. A yeah, that's a counter. Instead if of, anybody's instead of, doing, instead of doing the lettuce wrap or something like that, that's kind of actually a good idea. It, what they do is they basically serve the burger on top of your nice filled salad, and you just, you know, break it up and mix it in with your salad. Huh. And, like, it kind of like serving it's salmon kind of like the same as it, what they, right, or, ch- yeah. chicken, or chicken, when they serve chicken on yeah. a salad. So it, it, they're actually pretty good. I've had a I've had a burger salad at Counter, and I mean this place sounds totally like Counter, only with more pre-made burgers than, than and and the shake. But the, the shakes, I guess, are their 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 big thing. Yeah, yeah, they're a little fancier than Counters, but Counter does have the really good shakes and then the alcoholic grown-up shakes too. So what do we expect? Maybe late 2018 for this. That's I mean, yeah, because because um, I think we were told that ride make or that build a bear was going to stay open through the holidays. So if they've got to do any kind of construction at all. Yeah, it could be a while. No, they I mean, if as long as if they keep the structure, they might be able to do it quicker. But but none of those buildings were were restaurants before. So putting in kitchen stuff like that, I don't know. Could be, yeah, could be a while. All right, thank you, Tony. All right. Uh, time for rapid fire. I'll go first. Um, this month we got the 2018 military discounts for Disneyland Park. Um, the new offer uh, is a three-day park hopper for $168. Uh, that's up from 156 last year. 
uh, a four a four day park hopper for one hundred eighty eight dollars. That's up from one eighty one of last year. Uh, this is for active and retired U.S. military or their spouse, um, and you are able to purchase six tickets. Um, you with your ID, and you must be there for the first use of the ticket. Um, and Disney always says to contact your military office or call this phone number, but it's just as easy to go to a ticket booth when you get to the park because you can do that. Uh, new this year, they are offering a Disney Photo Pass collection uh, for a discounted price. This includes digital downloads of all your Photo Pass photos, a dining package voucher, and then the B-roll gallery disc. Uh, that's 49 bucks. Uh, this offer is already going on and expires uh, December 16th of 2018. Uh, some blackout dates apply during spring break, so March 23rd through April 8th. So I'm glad to see that they're uh, continuing the military discount program because that's a those are great deals at the Disneyland Resort. Um. Major. Uh, really quickly, when we were there this past weekend, found out that Space Mountain is testing out single rider line. So uh, we'll see if that turns out to be something they like that works out for. Well, it doesn't matter matter whether it works out better for us or not. Yeah. They're they're checking. They're trying it out to see if it's something they're going to implement. So we'll keep a, a lookout for that. And then across the across town over in Universal Studios Hollywood, um, they're also celebrating Christmas season with Grinchmas. Uh, that starts on December second through the thirty first, and you can take a picture with the Grinch. You can decorate hootyful ornaments. You can send the Grinch a postcard, and you can catch Martha May and the Whoville Dolls holiday review over there. Yep, they're saying that you can, and Nancy would know this, um, if you go over there on the first visit, uh, you can get the California Neighbor Pass for over 175 days for return visits. It's $129 online, and it's mm-hmm. valid for nine months from the selected first date visit. Uh, visit. Um, of course, there's going to be a ton of blackout dates, so you have to keep track of that. The Another silver thing- one's actually a better deal. For 40 bucks more, you get... 250 good days um Mm. it's also the same thing you know your blackout days there's basically 100 more days than that southern california pass and then um and then also of course you can use it the day of the first visit the only thing you don't get with that one is the free parking Right, you get that with and the, the gold annual pass. Yep. And if one person in the family buys a gold annual pass, then you've got your food discounts, merchandise discounts, and free parking. So, something to consider. And they also have monthly payments for the silver and yes. gold. Gold passes, I think, for the gold is 18 bucks a month. For you the silver, have to put, $6 a month. You have to put on 120 or what is it? Probably 129. 120 down. Or let's see, if you buy the gold pass, which is, uh, or the silver pass, which is, um, you have to put like a good chunk of the payment down. So be prepared to drop a fair amount. I'm trying to remember how much I spent today 
when I uh, when I bought all four of our passes. Um, but I bought four silver passes today and did the payment plan, and then it comes out to be like it's six six dollars a month per payment. Yeah, per, some, per something pass. ungodly. It's it's because you're putting so, so much down. down. Yeah. That's why it's okay. so cheap per month. So if you don't want to get that, the the daily uh, the one day general admission, it's it, it goes on a sliding scale on the popularity of the day. So it's anywhere from one hundred and five dollars to one hundred and sixteen dollars. If you buy it online and then front of the line pass goes from one hundred and seventy nine dollars to two sixty nine. So I would only recommend front of the line pass if you go on the most on the on the busiest days. But let me tell you some uh, other things that they're doing over there at Universal Studios Studios Hollywood. They have um, spend the holidays in the Wizarding World. I think we already talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we the, covered the this one a couple weeks stuff. ago. Yeah. Okay. And the Frog Choir and all of that that's yep. going on. Okay. And the Grinchmas. So it mm -hmm. starts uh, December 2nd. Actually, um, it starts on the 24th of well, November. Part of it's, well, some of the stuff starts on the 24th and some starts on December 2nd. So cool. um, we're going on the 24th. We're going on the 24th to check it out. All right. So going awesome. back to the going back to the Space Mountain thing, uh, Zach in the in the chat room made a comment about riding a a, a ride in the dark with a stranger. Um, any opinions on that? <laughs> the single rider line thing. You know these rides are these these it's it's like a minute long and it's going kind of fast. I don't have an issue with it. I would not have had an issue with my kids riding. With a stranger oh. that happened to us on rocket rods um <laughs> when they had and and may it rest in peace well when i mean that was yeah. something that yeah. and my kids rode with strangers on that one and that was a a fast pace where it's two to a two people to a car oh. and personally i didn't have an issue i don't know nancy would you have an issue with your girls no in fact we've done single rider with them before on things like um radiator springs racers so you know it it's for me it doesn't creep me out if you're if you're enough of an introvert that that would bother you to say hi to someone and sit down in a thing next to it you know it's kind of like sitting next to somebody in a movie th in a crowded movie theater you know it's that same kind of vibe so yeah, yeah I, i'm not one for insulating us against touching and yeah. Well, you okay. know, sitting or yeah. proximity to other people. I'll put it that Just way. Just making conversation. All right. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Mary Jo. Uh, Michael. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about a few holiday things and, and events and other things in the future that are coming up here in Northern California for all you Dizzers. First of all, well, how many of you, or maybe you still do, like to drive around and look at all the Christmas lights in your neighborhoods and all that? Well, we have, and this is also in Tony's neck of the woods, San Diego, but up here at Cal Expo in Sacramento and down at San Diego, at, well, it was Calcom, Calcom Park Stadium, however you said it. Now it's what? SDCCU Stadium, whatever that is. Um, San Diego the, County Credit Union. Oh, okay. Now it's <laughs> yeah. a mouthful. Yeah. Is um, uh, anyway, uh, they have the Global Winter Wonderland that's running daily now through January 7th. And we took our granddaughter to this at, at Cal Expo. This is a lot of fun. They have 
and it's the same at, at both San Diego and Sacramento. They they make these huge structures out of metal and fabric, and then they light them from within. And what it is is it's you celebrate holidays all around the world. It's sort of like Epcot, and they're beautifully lit at, at night in the dark. And you walk around, and you um, they also have like under the sea, and they have Africa, and a lot of them are. Some of the scenes are very reminiscent of um, certain Disney films. And then they, but then they have other activities going on. Uh, they they have a lot of entertainment. They have what this year they have Circus of Light, which is basically a circus of acrobats and and things like that. They have rides such as uh, sort of your state fair kind of rides there's food there's ice skating uh this is your chance to take the little ones to see santa claus um but this i love this carol less so but i uh, <laughs> my, our granddaughter loved it as well and it's just a lot of fun and if so if you enjoy seeing holiday lights i really recommend um you check these out uh, in sacramento they have an all inclusive administrative and unlimited rides for one night is $34 which i think is a pretty decent deal um admission for two is $29 in san diego adults it's $22 for children and senior and senior 62 years old and up it is um $19 um in Sacramento and San Diego, they have season passes. Uh, it's $49 for adults. Children and seniors is $44. They also have an unlimited ride wristband is $36. So we'll have a link in our show notes to the Global Winter Wonderland if you want to check that out. I, earlier, I talked about Margaret Carey at the, in the Stage 9 event in Old Sacramento, which is at Stage 9 at 102 K Street. They have a couple of other events coming up. February 3rd, 2018 at 7 p.m., they have a special VIP event for Bob Gurr. So he, of course, is one of the original Imagineers, and he's going to, not only is Bob going to be there, he's bringing a collection of blueprints, renderings, and images of his work, which includes designs to Disneyland's monorail, doom buggy ride system for the Haunted Mansion, Matterhorn bobsled cars for Utopia, so that should be really cool. So February 3rd will be the VIP event, similar to what I talked about. February 4th at Stage 9, it, anybody can go there to, um, you know, have something autographed or whatever. Um, also on connecting with Walt back on July 21st, um, 2017, I interviewed Bob Kerr. So you want, might want to listen to that on March 31st. They're going to have David, um, Bossert there. He is a animator, producer, creative director for Walt Disney Animation Studios, worked on The Lion King, Aladdin, The Little Mermaid. He's going to be at Stage 9 on March 31st and April 1st. He's, he's going to be there. Um, he has, he's written a lot of books and uh, also he, um, his most latest, his latest book is on the history of Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit. I interviewed him on Connecting with Walt on um, April 14th, 2017. So uh, you can, um, tickets, um, if it's uh, soft drinks, it's $15 for unlimited soft drinks. Open bar is $25. If you'd like to order tickets, you can go to um, stage9.com and we will have a link um, to their website in our show notes. And finally, Mary Jo, you do Mouse Adventure every year, don't you? I do. 
Well, you know what? You can come up here now on February 3rd or 4th. They're having Mouse Adventure at the Walt Disney Family Museum. I am so and tempted. You <laughs> should because I need a partner because Carol doesn't want to do this. <laughs> if I you're looking, do it. I have to do it on February 4th, though. If you're looking for a partner, well, it's both days, isn't it? Yes, because they can only have groups of two. And that's why they have to spread it out over two days. And it is, um, it's at 11 a.m. on each day, Saturday, February 3rd and Sunday, February 4th. Registration opens on December 5th at 9 a.m. Pacific time at mouseadventure.com. So, uh, so this sounds cool. So, you, um, I'm down. Okay, I'm are down. you going to be my partner then, yeah. February 4th? Okay. Yeah, that sounds so much fun. It will be. Oh, Excellent. you guys got this one in the back, man. <laughs> well, Michael can stack it on the on the fourth. I'm I'm gonna have to go on the third and just kind of or the second and and do some reconnaissance and <laughs> no 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 just do some reconnaissance research, so that research, I don't drag yes. yeah so I don't uh, drag Michael down. So okay, I just sent it to you in Messenger. Okay. So so those are all of the things that'll be fun. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's that's everything that is um, coming up. I've never done that's... mouse adventure, but at the museum, will be cool. So let's let's try to get a lot of dizzers okay. at this event up here in Northern California. That would be so much fun. That okay, would be dizzers. a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can meet for you know for lunch or something afterwards or dinner. Okay. So. Yep. All righty, and that's uh, it. That's everything for me. Cool. Um. Speaking of Bob Gurr, Mary Jo, have we talked on the show about the party he's throwing? No, the the Christmas celebration that he's yeah. throwing. Ooh. Do you have the details on that? I do. Let me pull them up because I okay. just let me go through my emails really quickly. Okay, that's all right. We'll get we'll we'll let Nancy do her rapid fire and then we'll talk okay. about that. That sounds good. Well, for my rapid fire, I actually kind of have two quickies. Um, okay. The first one is if you are staying at the Grand Californian in um, in the course of December 1 through 21, that's coming up here in another week mm -hmm. or so. Um, anyway, um, you will get... Dun 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 dun. You will get. You make this sound so much greater. Than I know. Is. Well, okay. Whoever thought they'd resort to doing this? <laughs> I mean, this is not something traditional that they resort to doing. Oh, the next they, thing she's going to say is in a world. And then, they right. are <laughs> stooping so low so. for incentives that they are offering a limited edition Sleeping Beauty Winter Castle print with each stay at the newly renovated Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. That's, that's one, very cool. One print per room. It's very nice. It's all lit up and, you know, it's got all the icicle lights on it and everything. Um, one print per room reservation issued a check-in. Um, so instead of giving you the little signed autograph picture of Mickey or Mickey and Minnie, they're going to give you this, um, and subject to restrictions and change without notice. So that's my first one. And my second quickie, because it just came in my email today, dun, 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 dun. Great Wolf Lodge is doing mm. something actually kind of cool. They are, um, um, offering 
what they call um, giving the gift of Great Wolf Lodge bonus bucks. So basically, for every $100 worth of gift cards or e-gift certificates that you purchase, um, and you have to order it by November 26th, so end of the week, um, receive $20 in bonus bucks. And the bonus bucks can be used at any um, United States Great Wolf Lodge outlet. You can redeem them for treats, arcade tokens, souvenirs, um, bonus books, er bonus bucks earned with the purchase of an e-gift certificate will be delivered in 10 to 15 business days. And bonus bucks earned with the purchase of a physical gift card will be shipped along with the gift card. So... That's like getting 20 bucks to use at Great Wolf Lodge for mm -hmm. the extra stuff that you would normally be paying, you know, like for a paw pass or things to do, things like that. Um, they don't carry cash value, but, um, and they're not redeemable for the purchase of a room reservation or for gift cards. And you can receive up to a maximum of $200 in, bo in bonus bucks. And you redeem them anytime between January 2nd. 2018 through March 31st, um, 2018, and they're not available for Niagara Falls, Ontario. <laughs> um, there's another so, kind of cool, actually. Yeah, uh, there's another uh, Disney um, package that's going on right now. Uh, um, this one is in conjunction with the Disney gift card. It has this promotion where they're they're promoting give the gift of Disney. So this one is. Uh, a gift of Disneyland. Um, the the amounts change depending on where you're going to stay and what days. Uh, but basically, it's a it's a two night three day stay at a Disneyland Resort hotel uh, Sunday through Thursday nights. Um, but the package comes with uh, three uh, the three day one park per day tickets that include Max Pass. You get two twenty dollar. Uh, Disneyland Resort dining certificates per room and souvenir Mickey ears and autograph books for each of your kids. Nice. Which is kind of cool. So, it, and basically this is you buy it now uh, to put under the tree and then you travel January 7th through February 1st. So you travel the first part of the year. So, which is, I guess, a slow time of the year. So they're trying to promote it. Um, if you want to take advantage of this offer, you have to book it by November 27th. So if you're interested, contact your Dreams Element travel agent. They will hook you up and get you the best deal that works for you. Um, uh, Tony. Oh, wait. Mary Jo, did you find that? She's still looking. I did. Okay, so okay. the email that I got is Bob Gers Jingle and Mingle Holiday House Party. And what this is, is it's happening on Sunday, December 10th from 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And it's at a private residence where you can see, check this out, an original 1955 Mr. Toad's Adventures car at, at the residence, the life-size blueprints for the mechanics of Mr. Lincoln, an original Hong, excuse, Hong Kong, an original King Kong maquette model for the Universal Studios King Kong experience. And this is going to be an intimate group. There's only 35 people who can attend. At, at the private, um, and they are saying that it's at Bogger's home that you can go. And they're going to be offering a host bar of wine, beer, martinis, and each guest will receive a personalized Christmas card photo with Bob and entertainment by Adam, Lash, um, Adam Lasher, who's an American Idol top 12 finalist in 2016. Dress as casual, comfortable attire. Party will be held both 
outdoors and indoors. So they ask that you please dress accordingly. And you, um, if you bring a, an ornament or tree, you can. They're going to have a trim tree, uh, a tree trimming party also on there. Cool. And they're asking uh, for people to get on Uncle Bob's naughty list by wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. So you, <laughs> you might win a lump of coal. It's like a lot of fun. They are asking for hyphen. Uh, for the tickets, and they're still available because I'm looking at the, the site to buy tickets. And it says, roll out the Yule log and polish your peppermint sticks. It's Christmas time at Uncle Bob's. Nice. And so it's, um, if you go on Facebook and you put in Bob Gurr, or if you put in Bob Gurr's Waltland, that'll take you um, to a page that shows you the post where you can take advantage of this opportunity opportunity to celebrate christmas at his home for uh only 149 bucks nice i think you might for looking that up all right tony uh-huh. all right so starting in january disneyland's gonna have a new celebration of vintage D- disneyland at the after dark event series and so you're gonna get to step back in time to the 50s and 60s for a taste of the classic after dark experience at disneyland Come dress in your best to enjoy the happiest place on earth under a million twinkling night lights, swinging to the tune of the bands and enjoying your favorite rides in the cool moonlight till the clock strikes 1 a.m. Original attraction posters of Disneyland experiences from yesteryear welcome you as you commemorate the evening with special photo locations and unlimited digital downloads are included with your event admission. Live music and dancing bring the bygone era to life throughout the park, and the sky lights up with an exclusive showing of Fantasy in the Sky fireworks. Guests will receive a commemorative lanyard and vintage-inspired park map that will highlight the special experiences taking place throughout the evening. The trip down memory lane will be will truly be one for the ages. Tickets for Throwback Night will be available on Disneyland.com for Disneyland Resort APs beginning November 30th, and for the general public, beginning December 7th. And they are saying this is the first in an ongoing series of unique events. And that's what they've got. Um, And then OC Register, I think, added more to that story. Uh, Tickets are $95. And according to what they were saying is they want people to dress as if it's the 50s and 60s. So kind of like a... Stealing Dapper Day. Day. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That'll be um, fun. I don't know that we know yet when the party starts because it says it goes to 1 a.m., but it doesn't say when it when it starts because I don't think November, uh, let's see, January 18th, those park hours are still two weeks away from being, being published. So, still should be a fun event. I mean, so, except for calling it an exciting exclusive fantasy in the sky fireworks show, but it's the one that's what seven minutes long. Yeah. It's very yeah. short. If yes. it's the original, I right. mean, remember then they gave okay. us the, uh, Dina's saying it's the, 8 PM to 1 AM. Uh, information is on the Disneyland site now. So we'll update that. I'm sorry, Michael, you were saying the original. Well, the original was a little longer and okay. synchronized. Then they gave us a bit of a shorter one. Yeah. A few couple years back. All right. Anything else, guys? All right. For those of you listening live, stick around for some history on the Haunted Mansion holiday. 
that is going to do it for the segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>